we're going to pick up a little bit more on being persistent. Amen. We got to be more persistent in our walk with God. This is not something that we should take lightly. And why we shouldn't take it lightly because our life depends on it. Come on, somebody. You making it to glory depicts on how persistent you are with God. Man, nobody is going to make it in uh, being haphazard. Come on now. Nobody is going to make it in by not being concerned. You know, if you're not concerned about your life, how can you expect someone else to be? Amen. God has made all the provisions that we need to make it in. He didn't leave nothing out, none done, that, 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 that would leave it to us, amen, to try to figure out how to make it in. He made it all plain and clear how we are to get into glory. Amen. He started out with Jesus said, I am the way. The truth and the life. No man coming to the Father but by me. So it's plain that if you need to know the way to get there, you got to go see Jesus. If you want to know the truth, you still got to go see Jesus. Because guess what? He is the man of life. And he's the man of life. And then he turned around and he said, no man. That means not anybody. In the New Testament church can get to glory without going through Jesus Christ. Huh? So now that tells me that we got to be persistent in our search for Christ. We stopped looking for Jesus after we got baptized. That was the wrong time to stop looking. That was the right time to pick up and move on forward. Seeking out Learning all that you can about Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's for a quick one. Let's go to Jeremiah 23. Somewhere in my book. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 23. Uh, what's Sister Leach? Matter of fact, Sister Leach, uh, line but it wind up being preached and it now is winding up being teached amen Jeremiah 23 verses 29 says is not my word like as a fire 
said the Lord, like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. Now you got to re realize what God is saying. My word is like a fire that is a consuming fire that consumes all that cannot endure the test. If we don't endure the test of our persistence and endurance, God said his word is going to cause us to be burned up. And then he said, and it's like a hammer that breaketh in pieces the rock of most stubborn resistance. Good God Almighty. It breaks the rock that gets stubborn with God. So it sounds like that God is like a hammer that smashes it. Am I right? Because he breaks it in pieces. If he breaks you up in pieces, you are not whole. Am I right about that? He said he breaks you up because of your resistance to his word. 30th verse says, Therefore, behold, I am against the prophet, said the Lord, that steal my word, everyone from You got to watch how you take reverence over God's word. You know we ain't got no word. Only word we got that can help anybody is the word from the Lord. Our word can't help nobody, Jane. Help somebody be lost. Come on now. He said, therefore, I am against that false prophet. I am even now descending upon them with punishment. God going to punish them that carry his word in error. And these folks are not just in error. These are just flat out lying. Come on now. 31st verse says, Behold, I am against the prophet, said the Lord, that uses their tongue and says, he said, oh, now you got to watch how you said, the Lord said, Woo. when God did not speak. Good God Almighty. Oh, now you done become, you done become a prophetess or a prophet, huh? Or some say, or an apostle. Uh, or one of them other titles and said, the Lord told me to tell you. You better make sure that God told you to tell somebody something because if you didn't, you're lying on God. Come on, somebody. You are taking that very little thing in your mouth that James spoke against that can't no man tame it. Come on, somebody. And it is a world of iniquity and then you're going to turn around and take that world of iniquity and lie on God. God said you're in trouble with him. Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Said the Lord, and do tell them and cause my people to err by their lies. James, I had a dream about you. 
And that dream said, Jane, you're going to be so-and-so, 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 so-and-so. Huh? Jane running off thinking he's going to be so-and-so, so-and-so, and God ain't saying nothing. Come on now. Because I'd have lied to Jane to get Jane confidence in me. Huh? Amen. Hoping that one day Jane kind of fat in my pocket a little bit for telling him that dream. Amen. God said, you a dreamer of lies. Amen. Yet I, he said, and by their likeness, yet I sent them not, nor commanded them, therefore they shall not profit this people at all, said the Lord. It ain't going to come to pass. Now you can have some folks to call themselves prophesying to you. And it ain't came to pass yet. That means they told you a lie. Now the, the sad part about it is you still holding on to that lie. Come on somebody. At some point in time you got to turn it loose. And guess what? And believe God. Amen. So. They lied against the gospel. Amen. They lied concerning the gospel according to what God had planned for your life. Amen. God's plan for our life is for us to be free. Free from sin. Free from the clutches of the enemy. Free from lies. Come on now. God wants us to be totally free in him. But it's got to be in him. Amen. Go to Galatians chapter 1. So, Sister Lee, tonight you have to bring up all the proceeds up here to have to take care of the business at home. Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. We kind of touched a little bit on it this morning, so we're going to go back over it uh, again, but a lot slower. Paul said, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Look here. If the gospel of Jesus Christ got you here, why would you need to change to another? If God responded to your life with the gospel of this book, why would you need to change to another? Why not stick with what works? Come on now. Sometimes we get in the middle of a race and we want to switch horses. And that wrestler come up lame on you. <laughs> you had a good horse and you switched over to a lame horse. Now you know you can't finish the race. Amen. Because somebody shouted at you and said, that's a thoroughbred there. 
So you decide that you're going to change horses. Amen. I am surprised and astonished that you are so quickly turning. Oh, Lord, how much renegade. Y'all know what renegade is. Huh? Running wild. Ain't got no law. Don't buy it by no law. Huh? Just wild. You turn renegade and deserting him. Wow. He said if you turn to another gospel, you are a renegade and you are deserting Jesus Christ. Who invited and called you by the grace, the unmerited favor of Christ, the Messiah, and that you are transferring from an alien to a different, even the opposition gospel. You turn away to an alienated gospel. You are turning from the one that got you there. You are turning from the one that pulled you out of there. Oh, good God. If this gospel was good enough to save you from your sin and give you a brand new start, this gospel ought to be able to take you to glory. Huh? You know what? It is the enemy that inserts a new gospel. It's the enemy that tries to give you a new word. But the Bible says that the word of God changes not. God the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes not. So why listen to something that's trying to change you from the gospel? Changing you is good, but if it's going to change you from the gospel, you need to think real hard about that one. Come on, somebody. After all, it, it, it's, it'd be different if God hadn't done nothing for you. That means that you might not be serving the right God. But if God done bought you this for a change, he done bought you, oh my God, from where you was to where you is now and gave you a brand new start. And sometimes when you feel like it, he communicate with you. You heard me say sometimes because sometimes we don't want to talk to him. <coughs> Amen. So. Which is not another, but there are some that trouble you. There are some folks that trouble you about the gospel. There are folks that trouble you about religion. Come on, somebody. And they are trying to take you out of the doctrine of the apostles. They trouble you and cause trouble in your spirit and in your mind. Now they're trying to confuse you and distort the gospel. Amen. So you got to watch it. You got to watch it. You got to tell them, take you to the word. Where did you see that at? Take me to the word. And then if I don't understand it, I'll go to my shepherd. And get an understanding from him. But don't you take everybody's word. 
Because guess what? They know the devil. If anybody know how to twist God's word, it's the devil. He know how to turn it to the left. He knows how to turn it to the right. He knows how to pull the effect of it down in you. He can't pull the effect of the word down, but he can pull it down in you. Amen. So watch that. They trouble you. And look what it said. And would pervert the gospel of Christ. They would if they could. Huh? They would convert, pervert the gospel of Christ. They would distort it. Huh? They would make it non-effective in you. Because you fell for it. The word of God is alive. And the word of God come to bring us life. And that more abundantly. The word of God come to give us power to resist the enemy. It came to give us power to be able to make a stand even in, in, in dire circumstances. Uh, he come to make us have, uh, the, the take a stand against trouble time. Because guess what? This is the time that we have to eat the word of God. Because guess what? When trouble time come, you got to be already fed and fat. Did y'all hear that? You got to be already fed and fat and ready to go to war. You got to have your war clothes on. You got to be prepared to stand up against the enemy. If you're not prepared, uh, uh, you're going to wind up being a POW. Uh, POW is a prisoner of war. Come on, somebody. And if you ain't careful, instead of being a prisoner of war, you're going to be a uh, uh, DOE, dead on arrival. Come on, somebody. Because he's out to kill you. Thanks be to for the mercy of God and his favor that God haven't gave him that privilege. Come on, somebody. Eighth verse says, But Though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, that which we have preached unto you, let him be what? God said, even, even let the angel be accursed. If he preach any other gospel. Now, if God feel this way, even by an angel from heaven preaching you, some other gospel, God said, let him be accursed. Let's see what he said about being, being cursed. Even if we are an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the different from that which we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Let him be devoted to destruction, doomed to eternal punishment. If God felt that way about an angel, James, that means that guess what? God is awful serious about his gospel. Huh? 
God is serious about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because it is life to them that find it, to them that follow it. It's life. Amen. So verse 9 says, as we said before and say, I now again. He then turned around and put more emphasis on this. Because why? He wanted us to get it. He wanted us to know how serious the gospel of Jesus Christ is. As we said before, so I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than you have received, let him be accursed. <clears throat> the same thing that he said about the angel, he also saying about man. So he made no difference in the curse. Let him be de devoted to destruction. Amen. So, watch what folks try to feed you. This is an hour that Christians are abandoning the ship. They are abandoning the gospel of Christ that brought them salvation. James, if it brought me salvation, why would I jump out of the ship to try to catch another boat? Amen. Knowing that since I don't know what's on the other boat, it's probably some pirates on the other boat. I was safe on this boat, Bernard. Now I done jump ship because there is a prettier boat over there. So I jump ship and jump on another boat just to find out that there are pirates on the other boat. And I done become a prisoner. Come on, somebody. Ah. So don't listen to another gospel that's contrary to the truth of God's word. Don't go by sounds. Man. The enemy can make things sound so good, so inviting. Amen. But guess what? It's just like a rat trap. Put you some peanut butter and some cheese on it, you'll get him every time. Huh? The devil put some peanut butter and some cheese in your ear and snap your head every time. The gospel is... It's on the rise, and we, the, uh, another gospel is on the rise, and we are buying it wholesale. Amen. Now we're running around looking for inspirational speakers. If you can't be inspired by the word of God to live this thing, how can somebody tell you? Come on now. The Holy Ghost ought to be your inspiration. Amen. Only way that the Holy Ghost is not inspiring you in the word of God is because you keep this book closed. Can't inspire from a closed book. Come on, somebody. He can't inspire if you don't get some quiet time. If you want to communicate with God, you need to get you some quiet time. Amen. Don't speak to the word. Let the word speak to you. 
we, we, we got this thing twisted. We try to tell the word what to say. Let the word talk to you. Get you some quiet time where you can hear the word of God. Amen. Let's go to let's go to Nehemiah. We didn't go to Nehemiah, did we? Let's back up and go to Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter 1. I'm going to start at verse 4. Here we're going to find that Nehemiah felt the need for fasting and praying. Come on now. Long as we've been on the road of fasting and praying, we ought to be done got more answers than we done got now. We ought to have more strength than we got now. Come on, somebody. It tells me during the hour of fasting and praying, we must be still sleeping. Huh? Come on now. A clock watching. Watch the clock more than you're watching your prayer. The fourth verse, I'm back up to the fourth verse. It said, and it came to pass when I heard these words that I sit down and wept and mourn certain days and fast and pray before God of heaven. He saw a necessity to fast and pray. He said, I sit down and I wept. I cried. And for a certain day, so I fast and I prayed unto God. Nehemiah needed to hear from God. So how was he going to hear? We had to be persistent in his prayer life. Come on now. And he said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God, that keepeth covenants and mercy. For them that love him. Observe. Did y'all hear that one? He keeps his covenant. He keeps his word. He holds his mercy. For them that love him. And observe his commandments. Come on now. God has a place for us. In him. If we obey him. Marjorie, I got some mercy stored up for you. Huh? Aunt Tina got some mercy stored up for you. Come on now. And his mercy is full of favor. Woo! Look what we cheat ourselves out of. The favor of God. He said, to them that love him, you got to love God. You got to love God enough to go through with God. You got to love God enough 
that you're going to press to get to him. Huh? Y'all remember back in y'all days when y'all was in love? Rose, I remember those days when she was in love. Huh? Come on now. Amen. Love ought to cause you to do many things. Huh? Come on now. I fell in love with that woman. She had me up every morning rushing down to college station to take her to school. And guess what? She was never late because I was always on time. <laughs> Come on now. Guess what? God ain't going to never be late either for them that love him. He might not come when you want him, but he will be on time. Why? Because he's an on-time God. He's going to come and see about you. Wow. Six verse says, Just get close enough to touch it. 
I don't have to grab his hand. I don't have to shake his hand. All I need to do is touch the hem of his garment. And I'm going to be made whole. That was boldness. That was confidence. That was persistence. Come on, y'all. So guess what? It's time for us to show God some persistence. It's time for us to show God some boldness. We're supposed to be bold, saints. We're supposed to be Holy Ghost bold saints to approach. Look, the veil has been ripped. You have been afforded the opportunity to go into the holiness of the holy. And you won't go. Come on now. Ain't no call Emma to go in to God for me. I'm going to go in for myself. He made it possible for me to go in now. Emma going there. She going to go in there talking all about herself. And God come out there. I said, did you tell God today? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I told him all about it. <laughs> Uh, and rose at her. The, 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 and for us to keep from lying, we'll, we'll say, Oh Lord, remember Larry on your way out. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You got to learn how to labor before the Lord and get your help and get your strength and get back on course. And get your joy. Come on somebody. Amen. Cause you get down. Don't mean you have to stay down. Get up. The end ain't came yet. Get up. Get up and dust yourself off. And get back in the game. Hmm. Let them tell Lord, Lord, I'm back running. Might be a little bit behind, but I'm running. Uh, you just got to keep on running. Am I right about it? Amen. Let's go over to Psalms 5, because you know, Sunday night we ain't got all that much time. So, <clears throat> I, if, I get, if I get too far over, I look out there and y'all be doing this here. Psalm 5 and the verses 1. It says, here uh, David is calling on God and we need to uh, take after, come on somebody, we need to take after how David went before God seeking help. And he said, give ear to my word, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Are you meditating Doing your prayer. After you get through saying all the words that you're going to say. Do you go into a period of meditation. Waiting to hear from God. Hoping that God speak. Come on somebody. And if he don't speak. It still don't stop you from meditating on his word. And including what you have asked him. He said. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my king, 
and my God, for unto thee will I pray. Hey, guess what? Don't talk about it with folks first and then go pray. Go pray so that you can keep them talking about it with folks. Come on, somebody. You got to go to the king. Amen. Now, who has the right or the open opportunity to go and, and talk straight to the king, but you want to stop off and talk to his butler? Stop and talk off to his cup barrier. Come on, somebody. You want to stop off and talk to the king's subject instead of going straight to the king. Come on now. When God gives you an opportunity to come to the table and communicate and hold a conversation or reason with him, you need to take it. Amen. He said, for unto thee, God, will I pray. Unto you, God, I bring my issue. Unto you, God, I tell you my problem. We tell folks they can't even fix their own problem. So why are you telling them yours? Amen. Because you know what they're going to do? They're going to put theirs on the back burner. They're going to magnify yours. Huh? I got problems, but I'm going to magnify what Rosetta told me about her. Huh? She got big time problems. <laughs> Come on, y'all. So then the focus point is off of me, but it's on Rosetta. But we both stands in the need of prayer. It didn't excuse you from needing to get in touch with God. It just made it that much harder. Come on, somebody. Third verse says, My voice shall thou hear in, in the wind, in the wind, in your praying in the morning. Huh? Yes, ma'am. Hurry up. Well, I, I understand what you're saying, but then uh, you have to look at that two ways. The Bible said when he became your husband and you became his wife, y'all became his one. So y'all ain't two no more. Huh? Now, there are some personal reasons that you go to God when God just want to talk to you, not your husband. You, you understand what I'm saying? When you and your husband is praying together, that's a different story. Y'all both in prayer together. But when God is dealing with you, it's for you and God. Come on now. And this is just hypothetical since you don't want to ask me the question. If God is dealing with you and him, the money is out of the picture. 
Because Lamont ain't the one got the problem. You have. So God had to deal with you one-on-one. Did that, did that, do that make sense? And when it come time for Lamont, and God want to deal with Lamont, he going to deal with Lamont one-on-one. He don't come and ask you nothing. He don't get your permission. He going to deal with Lamont. Because the issue that God have would be with Lamont. Now, that makes sense. But when y'all were talking about praying as a family, that's a different story. You know, your household come together and go into prayer, that's different. But when it's an issue that God is dealing with you on, you know, you need to stick with that issue with God. Because what goes in your mind could change you and cause you to step out of what God is trying to deal with you on and get you stepped out of the will of God. And cause you to go off into disobedience. Did that make sense? Did that answer your question? Amen. What were we at? In the morning, O oh Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer. Did you did you hear that our freedom? It said, in the morning I will direct my prayer. Unto thee. Come on now. David had a wife. But he didn't say, I'm going to direct our prayer unto thee, but I'm going to direct my prayer. It was personal. Huh? He had to get a, a hold through to God for his own soul. And the problem is, you got to recognize it's for your own soul. Ain't no two souls going in the box. Come on, somebody. And when they get ready to go to glory, they're going one by one. So you got to make your declaration that I got to get a personal relationship with God. Come on now. That where God can hear me. Hmm. He said, and with direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. You got to look up. You can't have your head still hung down after you done called on the true and living God and expecting God to give you an answer. Why you got your head hanging down like a willow tree? You supposed to have your head up like you got some faith and some belief in the God that you just called on. Come on, somebody. He'll show up. You know when he's going to show up? He's going to show up when you expect for him to show up. If you ain't expecting him to show up, what reason would he have to show up? Come on now. The fourth verse says, For thou art not a God that has pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee, the foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of... Look here. If you want to stand in the sight of God, you got to get out of your foolish ways. Huh? Because guess what? He's a God with zero tolerance. Huh? And especially those that has been under the ammunition of his word. 
especially those that are filled with the Holy Ghost and supposed to be allowing the Holy Ghost to lead and guide them through all truth. He has zero tolerance for you. Amen. So he said, you won't stand in my sight. Do you know what it means to be put out of God's presence? Huh? That you can't even, not only, uh, the, not only is the Holy Ghost not moving, but you can't even feel his presence. Huh? Sometimes when the anointing comes and you get to feeling the presence of God, even the hair on your own start moving. Come on, somebody. It's something when the hair on your arm know that God's presence is here. Amen. So, my ammo to you, be faithful in your daily prayer. I know sometimes <coughs> the hustle and bustle keeps us from doing uh, or spending that quality time with God, but trust me, if you do it early in the morning, before the hustle and bustle start, before your day gets on the freeway running north and south, huh, at 90 miles an hour, that's the way your mind races after you get up in the morning. If you get that morning prayer in with God before you get started, Good God Almighty. It will hold you to the next prayer. And you know, I had, I had purposed it in my mind, and sometimes it just don't happen. I said, Lord, I'm going to try this thing that, that Daniel did. I'm going to pray three times a day. I'm going to pray in the morning and at noon time. I'm going to pray in the evening time. And guess what? Sometimes the hustle and the bustle of doing things gets in the way, and you find yourself in the midst of our prayer. So I ain't telling you something that's going to be easy. But you got to be persistent in trying to do it. Huh? And, if, and, 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 and I'm like the pastor now. If you, know, if you know your God, and if you pray to your God often, guess what? It don't take him all day long to hear it. Huh? <laughs> pastor said a short prayer, and he said, oh, I talk to him often. We ought to get that same attitude of talking to God often so that we don't have to talk to him so long. Now we act like we need two, three hours just to get one prayer through. Come on now. And half the time it's boohooing. Half the time God can't understand what we're saying because we're too busy crying. You want to be able to hear God when you said, Lord, boy, ain't nothing like him saying, here I am. Come on, somebody. Ain't nothing like, ain't nothing like you calling his name and he turned around and thunder back to you, here I am. Amen. That tells me that he got you on his mind as well. Amen. Quickly. 
I'm watching y'all. I'm watching. I know I ain't got but one minute, but I'm uh, <laughs> Go to 2 Corinthians. So, Marjorie, don't you wave that flag back there trying to let me know what time it is. Second Corinthians chapter four. We're gonna start at the 14th verse. This is probably gonna be the last. Man, no, it can't be. Y'all gonna have to go over a little bit. Let's read 15, 14 verse. Know that he which raised up the Lord Jesus Christ shall rise up us also by Jesus and shall present us. Wait a minute. We're going to all be raised one at a time, but we all got to come to his presence together. That's the church. Come on, somebody. We're going to be raised and brought along with you. Paul is saying, we, we ain't going to be left out of this. We always got to go up together. Come on now. 15th verse said, For all things are for your sake. The word that the apostles is preaching is for your sake. It is the anointed special word of God sent to them whom he had groomed to bring you this word. Amen. This is the word that the Pharisees did not know. The Sadducees did not know. The Jewish people that didn't believe in Jesus Christ did not know this. That the abundance grace, somebody say abundance, might be through the thanksgiving of many renowned to the glory of God. Good God Almighty. The divine favor and spiritual blessing. They couldn't understand it because they did not understand the spiritual blessing that should come behind you believing in Jesus Christ. So they missed out on it. They missed out on Jane, the divine favor. Of God for accepting Christ as they say. They missed out on it. Come on now. Now my ammunition to you. Don't you throw it away. Amen. So. It's a extended to more and more people. And multiplies. Through the many. The more thanksgiving. May increase. Good God Almighty. Be thankful. If you don't be nothing else, y'all, learn how to be thankful. Learn how to be thankful for God, for what you have, and also what you don't have. Because what you don't have, he might be keeping it from you to keep you from going shipwreck. Because something we can't help. Come on, somebody. Amen. Hmm. Let one of y'all hit the lottery. Ooh. 
see you till you become bankrupt. Huh? If he see you then. Come on now. Amen. And then I don't know how you're going to explain to him what you did with his 10% because you ran off with it all. They just want my money. <laughs> huh? No regard for what the scripture said. Come on now. But what he said in the verse 16, he said, For which cause we faint. You ain't got no business fainting. Huh? Behind the divine favor and spiritual blessings of God. You ain't got no business. You ain't got no right to faint. Come on now. You ain't got no excuse to faint. All the God that invested in your life and now you decide you're going to faint and fall out of the picture? Where you going? What heaven are you going to go to? It's a lot of them say they're going. And I agree. But it's a whole lot of them ain't going to stay either. Come on, somebody. Let's stick on that just for a second. I don't want to stick on it too long. Can you just imagine that I even thought about that, Jane? That God afford me a trip to go to glory and get there and he said, your name ain't on the register. <laughs> Amen. You got to peep at what heaven looked like, but you can't stay. Lord, have mercy. You got to peep at what glory and, and what glory looked like and, and, and what praises it was going on. Because you can't go through the gate. So all you can do is listen. Huh? Y'all done went to parties and y'all were trying to break the door down because of the noise that was going on on the inside. Boy, they partied it now. <laughs> then we're doing the month. Come on now. And had a fit and we got to the door and the door man said there was no more room. Oh man, there's one more. I stand on Jane 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 now. I stand on the wall. I ain't got to have no table and no chair. Just let me in. Come on now. I sit at the bar. Man, we did anything just to get in the door. What are you going to do to get in the door to heaven? Huh? What are you going to tell God? Huh? Just God let, let me sit on one of the clouds. Huh? Don't make me go back. Come on, and you know how you know how we used to do. Come on, God. Huh? And then wrote, put on Christ. No, I don't go back. God gonna say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I knew you not. 
Isn't it amazing that it looked like that passage of scripture said God is just going to bring you up there so you can see what you miss and then send you to hell. Mm. And all your crying going to hell ain't going to make no difference. Because when judgment has been said, it's set. Cannot be changed. Will not be changed. And that's the way we need to approach this thing. Come on, somebody. We got to be persistent that, guess what? So that we don't stand in the judgment of God. But guess what? We stand in the mercy of God. Amen. But look what happens, though. The 16th verse says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed. When? So it's a daily thing. You got to work on your inward man being renewed every day. You got to find a reason to get God on your mind and call on him. Wow. Amen. Ah, 17 verse says, For our light affliction, which is but for, man, we go through some stuff and we think it's a lifetime. Huh? We go through a little bump in the road and we fall out of the race. We go through a little bump in the road and we think that we shouldn't have had to hit that bump. If you didn't keep your eyes on the road, you score. Come on now. If you took your eyes off of Christ, you were supposed to hit it. Come on now. And some afflictions you're going to go through, you're going to go through them for the sake of Christ. But guess what he said? It's just for a moment. Come on. He said, it ain't going to kill you. It's going to make you. It's going to cause you to mature. Come on, somebody. So watch how you take the light affliction because some of them come for your promotion. Ah, because they work for us as a far more excellent and internal weight of glory. Good God Almighty. Exceeding an eternal weight of glory. Which we look not at the things which are seen. There our problem is. We always looking at what we see. And we take our eyes off of Christ. We look not at the things which are seen. But at the things which are not seen. You got to walk this thing by faith. You can't walk this here by what you're going through. You got to walk by faith. If you're going to see the glory of God move right before your eyes, you got to walk by faith. If you want to see the power of God and the hand of God move in your life, you got to walk by faith. You can't walk by what you're going through. For the things which are seen are temporal. They just for a moment. Um, come on now. Your disappointment is just for a moment. 
your stress is just for a moment. Amen. What the adversary is doing to you, it's just for a moment. Amen. All he's trying to do is get you to fall out of the 